Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, your weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. This question is for Thomas Reed, last surviving professor of How Goods Footy. Tom, how good is footy? He knows we're both hurting, and he's done that. Play the saddest music in the world. Do we have a betrayal theme? Is that we should invest in it? The fact that we as a podcast don't have a betrayal theme is is yeah. very funny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so look, let's just get into it's just, it. It's just you going, and I'm Tom on a fucking loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Geelong look good this year, guys. Do you know Geelong have made twelve prelims out of the last seventeen? Oh, How good is that? I was that? about to say tonight. I, <laughs> I can't believe. Chris Scott has actually been like coach for the last eleven seasons. We've gotten to seven prelims. How crazy is that? Like that's mm. just like so crazy. Yep, he's a real wonder kid. This weekend, Joel's able to play in the most amount of prelim finals by anyone playing footy. Dangerfield's yeah. played in eleven. Oh no, maybe more. Now Selwood's played in the eleven. So that's huge. Tommy's yeah, a real yeah. wonder kid. That's a Ted Lasso reference for anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I think you mean Wonderkind, Sean. I want to ask you. Why don't I ask you a question quickly, Sean? Oh, go on. How good's Ted Lasso? Oh, mate, that's beautiful. I haven't brought myself to watch the latest episode because you've asked me a couple times since the Brisbane game. You got to be in the right mood. I don't want to yep. be in a down mood when I'm watching Ted. I know that he'll do. It's just asking him too much to lift me yep. back up. Yeah, I know he'll do it. He's good for the job. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a bit on his mind too. It certainly does. <laughs> certainly does. Oh boy. Available on Apple. <laughs> anyway, Tom, Friday night, semi-final. Yo. Geelong played GWS. What happened? Uh, we won by 40 points. Um, 38 points. Arrogant cunt. All right. 
about 40 points. Um, oh, get it right, please. Accuracy. Yeah. Seven that's goals. Disres- that's oh. disrespectful to our GWS fans. No, you'd need uh, to kick seven the- goals to beat us. 40 points was disrespectful, Tom, not the seven goals. Us. What did you do? Nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, 38-point win. Uh, Hawkins kicked five, put on a bit of a bit of a Hawkins clinic. Almost almost rewound the clock a bit to when he used to get suspended every week and almost did a dumb thing, but didn't, luckily. But I'll tell you what, if he had have, I would have tried to I would have snuck my way into Perth and kicked him in the head. Mm. Yeah. Um he actually did wind back the clock to a couple of final series ago where he didn't go missing all the time. So that was nice. Well, he's now kicked, I think, yeah, seven goals in both finals after being held goalless in a couple previously. Um, mm. But yeah, five goals is a very nice haul, especially he because he was playing on Sam Taylor, who is a very good one, probably one of the better one-on-one defenders in the league yeah. at, at this point in time. And it gave him an absolute bath when we played them uh, late in the season. I think he didn't kick a goal on him. Yeah, killed him. So um, I think Tommy's done his homework and just worked him over time. Just obviously went away and went, right, well, we, there's a chance we'll have to play you again. I'm not letting that happen again. So he's, he's put the work in. Good on you, Tommy. Um, a couple of big things. Zach Tui back. Jesus, what a difference. Not having Tom Stewart and Zach Tui just was really fucking us off half back. He comes in, has 31 touches. We're playing a little bit more dynamic. It means Duncan can play further up the field. Um, I think the positive thing for this win as well for us was that Selwyn and Danger had very quiet games. So we won pretty comfortably you know, by 38 points. And it was Menegola and Guthrie, who were both pretty ordinary against Port, lifted. Um, as I said, Zach Tui had a great game. The big one, though, boys, is Sava Radagalia had maybe the most important five-game possession game I've seen. Just that's 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 the side we, we play. When we went on that little bit of a mini run in the middle part of the year, Sav was playing, and yep. he needs to play. It just, especially coming into the Melbourne backline, it means that May or Lever have to be accountable for somebody because he can clunk marks, but it also, the, the most important part, it means that Blitzarves plays in the backline and doesn't have to pinch hit in the ruck, mm-hmm. pinch hit in the ruck or run up the ground at all. It's where he belongs. Where he belongs. Yeah. Keep him down there. And Stanley had a huge game against um, Shane Mumford, which there were times where I was worried because Mummy was... I, sh- I don't think it's been announced yet, but I assume that was his last game of football. Oh, for sure. Hopefully. And knowing that he has no more football to play is... Oh, oh I was so scared, Tom, with five seconds to go, and Mummy was trying to get to that last rut contest. I was like, yep. holy shit. <laughs> Where's, get, get Patty off. Get them all off. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, he gave uh, Tom Hawkins quite the corky. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was saying... Tom was what saying... After game, after the game, he'd been talking to the ruck coach, and he was like, "When you take forward rucks, just don't get too far ahead of Mummy because he'll kill you." Hmm. Yeah. And the minute he put himself there, he goes, "I could hear the big fella coming," and I'm like, "Ah, no!" <laughs> Imagine those footsteps. Oh, that'd be so big, so big. Go, 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 go. <laughs> um, yeah, a good win. Um, we put ourselves in another prelim, which is as. We were touching on his pretty good yeah. Selwood, I as think. we respectfully mentioned earlier. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, Selwood, I think. Selwood and Hawkins now have gone, broken the all-time record for the most wins as teammates with 200. Mm-hmm. Um, Selwood also became the game's record holder for the Cats. And like I said, I think he's gone past 
Sean Burgoyne for the most prelim finals appearances. Sean Burgoyne's on nine and, and Selwood's now 11, which is um, wow, pretty ridiculous. So he'd already gone past him. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, he's the only guy in double figures. So um, Impressive. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Um, I do have one thing that I want to talk about, I guess, in looking at next week's game, and that is that a friend of mine, Zoe, listener of the show, friend yep. of the show, uh, sent me a message this morning because he'd been trying to get himself psyched up for the prelim. David King was on SEN. Now, boys, I don't know what you think about David King, but uh, has, has this for a take? So mm. in analyzing Melbourne and Geelong's previous game, we know what happened. We got yep. 44 points up. Melbourne mm-hmm. dragged us back in. Mm-hmm. And someone on the panel said, you know, that 44-point lead, that'll give Geelong a bit of hope. They kicked eight unanswered goals on him in that second quarter. And Kingy said, yeah, well, we'll break it down a bit. It's probably blown out a little bit. We'll rule out all of the centre clearance goals because sometimes that just happens to you. Hmm. So, like, they don't count. So it's about a two or three goal margin. It's like, hang on a minute. We beat the good midfield with our midfield. Surely that's actually a statistic, David King. What the fuck are you talking about? It's in the past now, Tom. Anyway, um, yeah, we won. We're um, going in, and I'm stressed. What would you think of Selwood's high fend-off? Um, completely different to Greens because uh, Josh Kelly got up immediately. <laughs> and for Geelong. No, no, not at all. I, I think I was on this podcast and said that I didn't think Toby Green deserved a week for the Dangerfield thing. Oh, that's not what you said privately. Yeah, he's a dog. Um, when I see the thing about Toby Green is... He's, You're going to say the same thing you've already said before. He's an old school style footballer. Whenever he goes to any contest, he's trying to hurt someone. So he should get a week for stuff like that because of the intent. No, I was about to say he's a big fuckhead because he's ruled himself out already by doing dumb shit on the umpires. And the AFL are appealing that. And I hope he gets six or seven weeks because it's fucked. Listening, Sean, you were saying that there was people calling into the radio umpires talking about shit they've copped. Oh, yeah. Think, local, local umpires. Yeah. I think that's what. What needs to be front of mind for that decision? Yeah, I agree. Um, you yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, the Selwood and Green thing, I think different. And the only reason is, is because we all know the MRO cares heaps more about outcome than they do about action. That's just the way they do things. Selwood's, the actions are pretty much the same, um, except in one instance, one goes to hospital, doesn't play the rest of the game. And in the other instance, the other one's fine. Yeah, I, I would. Agree with you, Tom. I would argue too that Selwoods is more of a high, like a forearm, whereas yep. uh, Greens was the point of his elbow. Correct, correct. It was it was more of a pushing motion. Greens ended up being the point of his elbow. Um, and as for the 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 Tom Hawkins one, well, that was always going to get thrown out because it was insufficient force. Yep. Like, and again, people being like, "Oh, Hawkins is looked after." Do we not remember when he used to get rubbed out for two or three weeks almost every week? That was just a free kick. Yeah, yeah, correct. What did you think of the umpiring, Tom? Um, I thought it was better than the Port Adelaide one the week before. I don't know if I'm wrong. Yeah. But the Port game, it felt like we got a lot of stuff that Port didn't, whereas this one felt probably okay. As um, in like were, sort of a 50-50 balance, you mean? Not a 50-50 balance because I, I, think, I, think, I think there's a false thing in football where you need the free kick count to be even. I don't think that's necessarily no, true. not at all. Yeah. Um, it felt like they got stuff right. There was maybe one or two really weird ones. Um, the 
the free kick to Hawkins, it was soft as shit that he shouldn't have got, but he missed so justice there. Um, I can't think of – have you got a, a glaring piece of evidence for me? Just as a casual observer, one who um, was barracking for Geelong, obviously, I would say that the Giants should feel very stiff with the umpire. Was it really bad? <laughs> I think uh, I think the term I would use was you were kissed on the dick thoroughly. Jeez. So I yeah. thought we were in, in the port game. Mm. It, again, I can't probably articulate it because I'm in it. Yes. 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 What sort of things? Just like. Can't even remember. Too much has happened since. Um, <laughs> but I do remember messaging Joel and being like, mm, big smooch on the dick happening right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's well, a Twitter I mean, account that I am trying desperately to find at the moment. I've seen has, this one too. Has Josh, the umpire the made a mistake? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or made a bad uh, which call? Is, yeah, I can't find the exact username, but it's something like that. It basically is an AFL trained umpire who isn't a current umpire going back over the play and noting every umpire call or miss call. Yeah. And um, it's a brave yeah. service. Yeah, uh, a lot of the time, the umpires, like, and funnily enough, I was talking to my dad, uh, it was Father's Day over the weekend in Australia, and my dad was uh, just like a local level umpire, but oh yeah, like, well, he umpired high enough that he had to go to like an umpiring school. Cool. And he was like, yeah, the thing you got to remember is it doesn't matter how soft it is, if it's there, it's there. So yeah. like, if you push someone in the back, doesn't matter if it's just like the softest wind blow or you've pushing them so far that they do a front flip. <laughs> Yeah. To steal a push in the back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this Twitter account is like the same. It's like occasionally an umpire makes a howler, but uh, sometimes it's not too bad. But going back, it was funny to look at because I was I saw um, the most recent games. One that happened this weekend that we haven't touched on yet, where uh, people were very, very, very furious. And this Twitter account was like, wasn't too bad. Like there was a few missed calls, but that happens. But uh, I was like, oh, I wonder what the Essendon uh, Western Bulldogs game was, considering um, that had come under a lot of heat. And this Twitter account was like, oh, yeah, this uh, this one, not so great. Uh, hopefully they lift it <laughs> after this final. Yeah. You, you mentioning umpiring school has just triggered a memory for me. It must be like a pretty big thing, because when I was in primary school, yeah, our, one of the teachers at school had been to this umpiring academy, and she was the one who was umpiring all of our grade six yeah. footy games. And it's funny because she was our coach as well. So our coach was umpiring every game. We played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very funny. Uh, but she was like the ultimate fair umpire. We probably copped it worse, actually. I was going to say, because she's more aware of you guys, you're probably getting less free kicks because she's yeah. thinking, oh, no, I'm being too... Like if you did something a bit cheeky, she'd pull you up and be like, you know better than that. That's a free kick. <laughs> <laughs> what what I find interesting just with all the talk about umpiring is is that there is this weird weird narrative where it has to be either low free kick counts for a good game or even free kick counts. And I think that's that's not even an umpiring problem. That's the broadcaster's fault. How often do we watch a, a game where Brian Taylor will spend five minutes debating whether that should have been a free kick or not? And the game's moved on, and at the end of the day, no, Brian, you don't understand the rules. That's a free kick these days. Yeah, Brian Taylor is kind of like when you watch the footy with your dad. Not your dad, Tom, because your dad's really switched on into footy. Yours too, douche, I think. But my yep. dad, 
he still thinks umpiring is like it was when he took us to the footy when we were kids. <laughs> so he'll watch a game now. He doesn't watch footy heaps anymore. Where's the coats and the big broadbrim yeah. hats, Sean? <laughs> and he'll he'll just like demand free kicks for things that don't exist anymore and stuff like that. And it's like, come on, mate. Brian Taylor's a little bit like that, where I think yep. he's been in the game for too long. He's actually lost interest in certain aspects of it. And so yeah. that's why some of his calls are just weird. He gets by on radio because you can be a bit more like, whoa, wild and chaotic on yep. radio. Yep. But for Channel 7, it doesn't really work anymore. The, the, t- the, the broadcasting over the weekend was really dire, I felt. And the yeah. Friday night call, the amount of times where there were literally occasions where Daisy Pierce is explaining a rule yep. or, a, or a decision or why a player has done this yep. to Wayne Carey and BT, and they just like disagree with her and just talk amongst themselves and it's like she's just explained why that happened yeah, yeah. like i um, like it's ridiculous yeah. literally there was one point she was uh, kira was going off about why isn't mumford competing in the ruck against hawkins in the forward line it's because mumford was on the bench yeah <laughs> i i <laughs> love richo i'm a big fan of richo as a bloke but i think he's a bit of a shit ass special comments he kind of latches onto one thing, and that's his thing for the entire night. And also, they've yep. got to get rid of this Telstra tracker because it's all Wayne Carey fucking talks about. They pop it up on screen, and that's his cue. He's like, oh, I can I can contribute now. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, McRae's run uh, 11 kilometers and had yeah. 24 touches. They yeah, that's great. That's big. We can yeah. see that. <laughs> that. But also, they don't give actually give you any more information about yeah. why that's interesting. Like, if you've got the Telstra yeah. tracker... Show me, you know, the fact that the amount of times they bring the Tells Tracker out in Geelong games and Grian Myers is third and they don't mention it. And I'm like, why is our small forward, like, covering 9Ks? That would be really interesting. Tommy, Let's you talk know what about I'd like that. to see? If you're going to go with the Telstra Tracker, bring up, like, interesting aspects of it. You can be yes. like, Grian Myers has done 10Ks. He has been at full sprint for three of them or something. Like, little details like that, yep. at yep. least. I prefer the Fox coverage when they show the, um, the pressure index. That, yes. to me, is one of the more fascinating... Um, stats that you can show. Although, I don't know if this is uh, a faux pas to bring up on Haggard's footy. I have no fucking idea how they figure out the pressure index. Uh, they've never really explained. I don't yeah. know either, but if it's like... It's a champion data secret. Yeah, if it's above yeah. 190. They've also color-coded it for idiots like us. If it's up oh, there like, in the... Is it I in the get, green or in the red? I can't remember. It's the red. If um, it's 200 plus, everyone everyone's blowing their dicks off in the box. Like, whoa, yeah. off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> that happens every time with the tough. Like it's always like one because it's it goes from like poor average to elite. Yeah, and um, if a team's in the like the play will be slightly one sided for a bit. They'll pull up the pressure index, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's why. I like, yeah, but like oh yeah, Geelong, the pressure index is only one hundred and forty. And then correct. like play a lift, and it'll be like, whoa, they've really lifted yeah. two hundred plus. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like. Channel 7 don't even show, like, when someone's lining up for a set shot, they don't show the, the statistics. No. Fox have done that forever. They'll be like, oh, in his career, he's had 20 shots from here, 10 on this side, 10 to the left. Yeah. Yep. Why don't Channel 7 just steal these things? These are, like, interesting things. Channel 7 actually makes no effort in, like, doing anything innovative. They've no, talked well, about it's this weird, even, um, But they don't need to because they've got the rights forever. Yeah. You know. It's like um when Channel 7, yeah, they have the cricket again now, don't they? Yeah, not again. Yeah. They've got the cricket currently. Channel yeah. Nine every single summer would bring in some crazy like new graphic or statistic for the cricket. Some of them totally irrelevant. Some of them handy. Yeah, but like I feel like Channel Seven are just like, oh, there's Snicko. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, it's it's. It, I mean, I guess that's and that's the greatest indictment I think on watching the game on TV is that Channel Seven never have to innovate. Because no one's going to not watch the coverage. They might mute the coverage, 
But if you want to watch football and you want to watch the finals on TV in Australia, you have to watch it through their Or pay fucking $150 a month for KO, the most overpriced service in the world. Fuck you, Rupert Rupert Murdoch, you old cunt. (laughs) And, like, you can can do the old have the radio coverage for, like, an ABC call or or whatever over the top. But it's, it's a delay. It's not the same. I think SEN are now live. Are they? Are they AFL SEN or AFL Nation? I don't know if it's the same. That's thing. yeah, they're the same thing. I think. Isn't it usually? It's a it's it a recent. The though radio's slightly ahead. No, I think it's delayed. But I know that they've been plugging that. They were earlier in the year when you could actually attend the games. It's like now you can be at the game and listen to SEN or whichever one it was, and it's actually live. So maybe you can do that at home. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't solve the problem of Channel Seven not doing anything interesting in their coverage and not it's, getting anyone yeah. interesting to talk like. Yeah. The, the commentators, I think there needs to be a blanket rule where if you've been out of the game for X amount of years and you are not providing anything really that insightful, because there are exceptions to this. There are former players who still provide, you know, some insight. Like, I don't mind, like, Jason Dunstall's quite good for uh, Fox. I, yeah, I think he's great. He's one of the better ones, for In sure. In terms of that, that stuff. Not a commentator, but Matty Lloyd has recently been pretty good with it, especially with forwards. Love Lordo. Well, yeah, any any of that kind of stuff's great, but I think like you, like Luke Darcy provides nothing. Richo doesn't really provide anything. Wayne Carey, all oh, these guys. Settle on Tom. I think uh, the Western Bulldogs they're playing with a lot of courage today. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Are you excited, Luke? I can't tell. It sounds like you're whispering in a crowded theatre. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, boys! This is this is huge. This is a huge result. What did he say? Luke Darcy was like, "Oh, there's um, yeah, umpire Matt Stevick. He's a a good umpire. He's had a big, um, a big week this 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 week. Yep, and then he just moves on. He's a dipshit. Yeah, he's a fucking <laughs> idiot. But that's what I mean. They're all terrible. So I Daisy's think- good. Hodgie's good. Abby's yes. good. And Leppage is good. And Leppage is leaving now. Players and coaches who have been in the system recently, yep, can provide that expert opinion because Daisy's still playing in the system. So all the rules that are currently, she gets them. Hodgie retired not that long ago, so they understand. Why that's a rule, and they understand that you know you can't do that, and that's not a thing. Yep. And why don't? Whereas Wayne Carey and, and Brian Taylor will bemoan why they're taking that key forward off after he's kicked two goals. Well, because it's part of the fucking way the game is played, you idiots. It's called modern day rotation. Oh the old my tip god! Shit. Yeah, yeah, they're idiots. They're fucking morons. They are fucking yeah. idiots. Yeah, and they were they were like the fact that their job predominantly is to know the names of players, and yet none of them know the names of players. Yeah. The, the amount of times, or I don't know how long, Mark Blitzarves has been around for a number of years, right? He is a two-time best and fairest player for Geelong. The fabs that Wayne Carey still calls him Blitzarves <laughs> every day, every game. The fact that no one knows how to say Menegola. McGluggage. It's McGluggage. Sometimes they call Jared Lyons Jared Lyon, and sometimes they call him Jared Lyons. Yeah, they're idiots. They're fucking dipshits. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Bring in Kane uh, Corns. Yes. Oh. <laughs> him and Lloydie. Oh. Can you imagine Fine. that? Get Huddo. Huddo, Corns, yeah. Lloyd. Well, that's easy thing. Daisy, like- Abby, Hodgie. Oh, Get get other go far and wide. Get more verse. Get more indigenous commentators on. Tony Armstrong would be fucking excellent. Fuck yes. Get him in there. Get friend of the show Gemma giving people stats. I like Chrissy Johnson too. Actually, he's got some good insight. But again, it's it's different voices. It's new people. Mm. It's just 
And then how good's forty on special special comments? <laughs> the <That's>... specialist comments. <laughs> <laughs> we last five minutes of a game before we are banned. <laughs> Gemma's wearing an earpiece that's got us just screaming. <laughs> she just <laughs> cleans it up for the <laughs> cleans it up for prime time. <laughs> now we're just gonna check with our special special comments, and they have said that um Yep, yep. Uh pretty exciting play. And, and you can just hear it quietly, <laughs> Oh fuck, did you fucking saw? What a fucking gun. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Speaking of cunts. Yep. Sean, what happened? Uh Brisbane lost. Mm. So the Western Bulldogs by one point. Uh, heartbreaking stuff, truly. It's it, quite possibly one of the best Tom. Where can games people find football? the show on social media? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, it's a game of the year. I don't have that attachment to it, obviously. <laughs> no, no. As, as a neutral, well, not neutral, because yeah. I'm I'm all in on Brisbane when yeah, 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 yeah. we're playing Geelong. Yeah, we are not a, we're not neutral on anything really. On no, um, um, I feel I felt very flat. I still do, but I've uh, we're recording on a Monday. Two days have passed. Yeah, I've come to terms with it because um, you kind of have to because you can't change anything. Yeah. You lose by <laughs> point. It is you'd almost rather not be there for a start. Mm. Um, I've had a few people, particularly Carlton people, having a bit of a laugh at it. And I'm like, well, I mean, fuck. <laughs> what are you talking about? You haven't been there in years. The last time they played finals, they didn't even finish in the top eight. Yeah. That's all right. But honestly- uh, They're currently the only co- They're the only club in the AFL currently that don't have a coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. They- Making a big a play for Chris Scott. G- yeah. Good luck, boys. Um, no, that could age very poorly. That would be funny. <laughs> Imagine next week we're like, oh, actually, um, hmm. nah. Next week he wouldn't be joining the Carlton job next week, boys, because he's got to get ready for the grand final. He's got a yeah. week off, Tom. He could do a lot, which is also True. something that I keep forgetting is happening. There's a buy after the prelim. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. It it almost means that teams that had to go the long way can just throw everything at the prelim, knowing they can have a week off. If there was a week off now. Western Bulldogs would be absolutely fucking licking their lips, but hmm. there's not, so um, probably nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to say, mate? Any? Yeah. What can we do I, for you? Well, I'm okay, actually. I'm okay with it. Um, I'd rather have won, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But of course, this this has definitely been a more challenging year than last year. Um, yeah, definitely for Brisbane. For several teams, it has. I think last year you had that sort of certain certainty of move up to this state, and, you know, move up to Queensland, stay in the one place for the the whole duration, really. Whereas yeah. a lot of teams have had to hop around a lot. I know the Giants and Sydney. I think they were on the road for the last nine weeks or something, which is yeah, crazy. Well, even 70, 73 days. Yeah, Brisbane's had a fucked schedule this year, and I know yeah. a lot of people are like, "Oh, whatever," because you didn't travel last year. And that's but fair that enough. Too. Yeah, that doesn't. You can only, you can only do results, what. Though. Yeah, you can only yeah. do what the season is really. And Brisbane have yeah. had times where they've been in hubs away from home. They've done a lot of travel. They've had fucked situations where they've like had to just sit in the cricket nets outside Adelaide Oval for eight yeah. hours, waiting for test results before they can play a match. Um, it's been just a tiring year. They're fucked. The injuries are fucked. Darcy Gardner and Harris Andrews are carrying injuries this time of year. Heaps of people are. It just. It was just. Yeah. Got too hard in the end. They had a fucking crack. 
You can't really yeah. ask for much more. And no. there's no point complaining about umpiring because I think um, I think there were dog shit decisions on both sides, really. And you could argue that some were costly, but that's just, I mean, that happens in footy. You can, yeah. Like the umpires make mistakes. And also you watch it with a bit of rose-tinted glasses sometimes. I, I won't blame the umpires because Brisbane had chances to score, particularly in that last quarter. Yeah, and they there were maybe two or three I could remember off the top of my head that just went out of bounds on the fall, basically. So it was just never going to happen. We had a crack, um, and um, yeah. Just quickly on the umpiring, I found the Twitter account finally. It's at has ump stuffed up on Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, good if you want to read it, but eh, you know. Oh, I think it's more just like it's interesting to look yeah. at it, but yeah, it'll probably if you're a Brisbane fan, maybe look at it and you won't be as angry, I guess, because I think there are some bad ones, but there are bad ones on both sides, and it happens yeah. every week. And Tom was right; you can't look at. Uh, the end of the game and be like, oh, one team got 30 free kicks and one team got 20. And because especially, and I will say this, because um, I have respect for the Dogs, the Bulldogs are like a hard, uh, very well-drilled team. And I think yeah. often there's a big free kick differential for them and people complain about it and will say free kick Bulldogs. But I think they just attack the ball. And often if you're a team that attacks the ball first, you get more free kicks in your opposition. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And so it's the same. No, yeah. Like, nothing but yeah. respect. I didn't think I would have respect, but um, the Dogs Jeez, have travelled a lot too because they went to Tassie, then they've gone to Brisbane. Now they've got to go to Adelaide and then maybe Perth after that. It'll be a huge grand final if they can fucking win it. Bevo does um, a good job. I don't always, <laughs> I don't always respect him. But he's a good coach. He's done a good job. Uh, the Bont, they're just they're just a good team. Yeah, and they're struggling too because they they're struggling to score. They're relying on midfielders coming down and kicking three goals and things like that. Yeah, they really miss Josh Bruce in the same way that we like. Fuck, how unlucky is Brisbane? You yep. lose McStay last week, so you bring in Jack Payne to fill that role, and he gets the exact same injury. Gets concussed, taken off the field. We lose Jarrah Berry. The Dogs lose Waitman. It was just a fucking chaos game. Yeah, that was last that man was standing. Where- they came back at half time and it was like, yeah, so there are three players that have ruled it. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly fucked. And then Leicester came on, kicked that goal. I'll tell yeah. you right now, if Brisbane had won this game, I would have got a picture of Leicester celebrating that goal and framed it and put it up in my office. There, was a huge, <laughs> there were some huge moments. So ultimately, uh, I'm sad that they lost. It's disappointing, but I'm still like really proud of the team. And I think that they can definitely have another crack next year. Oh, for um, sure. Well, you yeah. get you get Cam Rayner back for a full we'll season. We'll get Rayner back. We'll have McStay back this time. Andrews and Gardner will be fit. Cockatoo yep. will have another preseason in him. McCluggage is ready to explode to an, another level, I reckon. He's, we'll, he, you'll get yeah, Jared Berry from the start of the season too, so he's able to get match fit. That'll be helpful, big time. We'll just have a crack. We just had – sometimes you get lucky. Like Melbourne haven't really had many injuries. They've had Tomlinson at the start of the year, and they've been they've, pretty They covered lucky. that beautifully. You've got to win when you don't have injuries. Brisbane missed out, I think, in maybe 2019 and even last year to a certain extent. But what can you do? Um, yeah, Brisbane have had like a really fucking crazy weekend because there was like obviously this game. There was that footage of Cam Reno and oh, um, Matho. Yeah, can we talk about that? So yeah. Matho's got his hood up. They're in the stands and he's just crying. Shoulders are shaking and Cam Rainer's put his arm around him. And it's like the video goes for two or three minutes. And it's just him consoling him. And I fucking love that. Cam Rainer is the most positive guy yeah. for a young guy who did his knee and hasn't played all year. He's been fucking awesome. I could see him being a captain in the future. I was just yeah. about to say that. That's big captain energy. Put him in the a- leadership group next year. Matho is he 20? Too. Yeah, he'd be 21 now. 22 possibly. He's been around for a couple of years. Um, Matho, I love him. 
He's sort of on the fringe. He's nearly there. During the week, he got rewarded with a two year, a new year, uh, two year deal. Um, and he just he fucking loves footy. He just loves mm. the club. I love Matho. I love the culture. Chris Fagan's done such a good job. Yeah. Sometimes footy is just so much about luck. It's luck of injuries, luck of your opposition, luck with umpires, luck with this, that, the bounce of the ball. What can you do, man? Um, another thing, speaking of injured players, and this is jumping the fence to the Western Bulldogs, but it was pretty crazy to see as uh, Waitman during the last quarter sitting on the bench, just yeah. like screaming with excitement, trying <laughs> to like, basically trying to like put in like a vice captain's performance or a coaching yeah. effort whilst yeah. concussed on the fucking bench. Well, <laughs> so he's a good guy. Here's, here's the thing on the Waitman thing is the dogs officially registered it as a head knock because yeah. they obviously don't want the concussion protocol to come in. Now, I think... They've already ruled him out, Tom. Yeah, good. Yep. Good. Yep. Great. There was play. a bit of grey area, I think, on Sunday where they were like, oh, maybe because it's only a head knock, not concussion, and he can... Yeah, no. But you can't take a risk like that on an 18-year-old, yeah. 19-year-old kid. At the time of recording, the bont is under a real cloud as well. Yeah. yeah. Surely you just give him... Do you, do you add him goods him? Do you just put him at full forward and say so just... Yeah, they've done it know. before. I reckon he'll, especially because there's the week off afterwards. It's the same thing that fucking Dangerfield's currently doing, which is like he's injured as hell. Yeah. But at this point of the year, you're just like, well, I'm about to have fucking six weeks off. I'll be right. Just put every legal injection into your body and get through (laughs) the game. Just is there anyone currently not playing for the dogs? Like who's not going to get a game? Just give just give him your PCL. Just do a PCL swap. Yeah. Um, well, that's another thing, though. Josh Western, <laughs> Western Bulldogs have played, I think, 41 players this season. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they have, I mean, there's no covering the bond. And Waitman is also a fucking crazy out to have. But they've to be got fair, they, players. They, they played a lot of those players when they were fit. Like, Bevo was just getting games through. Like, if you weren't yeah. performing, you were out, someone else was in. It was almost like he was just. He likes to, to keep him on the edge. Yeah. yeah. Bring him Mitch Wallace. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Is he still vice captain? Yeah, I think so. Vice captain <laughs> and played like four games this year. Yeah. A real Canelio. Mm, bring him in. Oh, Canelio. Who's. Question just to go on Canelio. We talked about the Giants before. Toby. Well, no, so here's the thing. I don't think he can be captain next year. I agree, Tom. He cost his team a final. Put I'm, I would, yeah. I'm going to put it out there. If we were playing the Giants and Green was playing, Taranto plays on the ball. He fucking killed us in the last quarter when they moved him back up. They probably still lose, I think. You're Possibly. Better. You're, you're better than them, I think. But, yeah, it doesn't help. It's, no. They were never going to win when he was out, really. Yeah. Um, he shouldn't be captain anyway. He's too no. undisciplined. You can't be the captain. You've got to be the leader. He can be that spiritual leader of the club that they get around, but can't actually have that in official capacity. You can't You've got to talk. give that to someone else. You can't even talk without swearing. Same yeah. thing when they say, make Dusty captain at Richmond. No. And like uh, Barrett, I think Barrett's pushing it. He goes, you'll be the first captain ever who doesn't do you know, media conferences. And it's like, well, that's that's the job of a captain. So yeah. If you can't do that, then you shouldn't be captain. You, you can have leaders at your club who don't have the official title of captain. Yeah, like that's what Toby can be. That's what Dusty can be. Make oh, it does. That's what Stringer it. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, Stringer would never be the captain. No. no. In the same way, Mitch Robinson wouldn't be the captain. Yeah. They still show leadership in different ways. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fucking love Robbo. You, you, your captain's <laughs> got to be able to do the 
everything. They've got to do the Heppel thing. They've got to be able to do the media and the community stuff. And the, it's not just the on-field things. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk about Heppel because I can't remember if we spoke about this last week, but um, there was a speech post-game and Truck like, walked in and was like, I know you're hurting and you should be really proud of how far you've come and I'm really proud of your growth. And then Heppel stood up and he was like, yeah, look, we don't really get much of an effort to say this, but I just want to thank you, Truck. You've changed everything. And everyone was oh. getting around everyone. It was fucked. Oh. Oh, I love that. It oh, felt I fucking like, love that. It felt very halfway through a Mighty Ducks movie. Um, <laughs> love it. Joel, before they the, ju- back. the journey is just beginning. Yeah. Well, that was very much it. Yeah. Was a That's lot how of, I feel like, about Brisbane, to be honest. Yeah, yeah Joel, the, the SNM Bombers, they're halfway through a Mighty Ducks movie. Yeah. Hmm. They're just at the start, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're like- learning how to skate. Yeah. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, and also, like, someone that's been popping up more and more now in Essendon stuff, and it makes sense because he was injured for so long, but Caldwell looks like the nicest boy in the world, but every time he talks, I'm like, oh, you're, like, secretly, like, a bit of a dog. <laughs> Good player, though. He'll be, he'll be huge next year. Yeah. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah. Juicy anyway, times ahead. forget about my team that hasn't played for a week. Let's uh, keep talking about these teams. There's been some big news, I suppose. Yeah, I was about to say, Sean, do we need to address the... We will, but probably just briefly, because I suspect okay. it's going to change a fair bit. So, Lockie I've... Neal, the, ru- the rumors are Lockie Neal wants to be traded back to Fremantle. His wife's pregnant. They're thinking about raising a family back in Perth. Um, completely blindsided us. Yeah. Rattled. Still rattled yeah. by it. Although I've come to terms with it, to be honest. <laughs> I, I just want to wait and see, because the club, he's, he had a meeting with the club today with Fagan and the other guys. and um, He's not going to be requesting he hasn't, a trade. He hasn't requested a trade, but he's asked for some time to talk to his wife and his yep. family basically i think and he will to be honest there's that much media about it um well that's the thing i was came from to a somewhere thing to, you know well that's what i was t- about to say because tom in this group ch- uh, in our haggard's footy group chat was like where the fuck did it even come from because when we originally saw the news again i don't want to point fingers but tom was leading the charge of like it's just bullshit They're just making this up but i was listening to a thing today and it sounds like it came out of Freo uh that he had been like Fremantle Dockers were aware that this was on the cards, which is yeah, it came from a journalist in Western Australia. Yeah, Tom, you asked who would have leaked it. I'll tell you exactly who leaked it. It's Lucky Neil's manager. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been through this before with Dame Beams. This is how it starts. Manager <laughs> leaks it. No, then seriously, like the media start to talk about it. Player says nothing. Then you get to a point where the player, like the whole time, Dame Beams never requested a trade officially from Brisbane. It yeah. got to a point with all the media hype that then he said, hey, look, if you can come up with a deal that's beneficial to the club, I'm happy to go home. That'll be the same thing that happens with Lockie Neal, I reckon. Unless he has a change of heart and says, no, nah, I'll stick it out. I'll do the two years. <laughs> Even then, like, this could play out and this could change heaps by the time you yeah. hear this, by the time we yeah. record next. I think he'll go. And I think that Brisbane should just embrace it and get the best deal and move on. Well, they'll be in the same spot they were in when Beams left if Neil leaves, yeah. which is just you're going to end up with, uh, you've got a uh, like. Except back then we'd already locked in Lockie Neal to come over. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I um, like, there's a lot of ideas floated today. I like the idea of getting Luke Parker from Sydney. Sorry, Gemma. Four. But he wants four years at 700,000. Sydney are offering him two at 500. Brisbane could just use Lockie Neal's money for that. And he's a free agent, so it won't cost a draft pick. If Brisbane trade with Freo, maybe they get two first-round picks. We've already got two. Suddenly, yeah. we have Luke Parker, four first-round draft picks. 
Brisbane Fucking can spin hell. this into a positive way if yep. we're lucky and if it plays out that way. Or yeah, he stays and he's still one of the best midfielders in the comp. So who knows? I, I think I don't think Freo will dog you either. I don't think. I think they will. They're fucking they're scum. They're scum of the earth. <laughs> and I'll just put this forward. I'm very calm about this, but if this does happen, if this does happen, you can forget about a war on Collingwood. I'm not even kidding. It'll be a war on the West. Oh, I don't know if you boys want to participate in that, but well, that's, that's that's where I, I am. Hard in season twenty twenty two. Jesus, uh, Sean. I mean, we've had two wars here with uh, with our good footy. Yep, war on Collingwood, and that club is rubble. It's basically just a smoking ruin. I think we've won that war, and I also am okay with taking my foot off the Collingwood throat ever so slightly because their coach is Craig McRae yeah. and Justin Leppage is going to be there too. So it hurts me to attack my two sweet boys. But Still the hate Collingwood. Richmond. And they're on fucking notice if they put a foot out of line again. Oh. They're fucked. Yeah, if Dugowie plays one game, they're out. Yeah. So yeah, my fucking eye of Sauron might be turning to the West, depending on what happens with, <laughs> with Lockie Neal. Well, that explains uh, the Adam, Adam Sarah. Is that his name? What's his name? Chara. Yeah, Adam Chara. Chara. Yeah. That explains, if they knew about this already, that explains why they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Well, no, they're not cool with that. It's interesting, the timing of it, because Freo have, Carlton want Chera, and Freo have been like, oh, pick six is not going to be enough. He's a good player. We want two first-rounders. Give us a player, all of this. It's going to be interesting to see, because whatever you get for Chera, I think you double it for Lockie Neal. I don't <laughs> sure, care, about the, I don't care to... about the age difference. Yeah. Like, Are you looking Peter Bell is a dog. Peter Bell is a dog, and he will try his best to dog Brisbane, so... Um, his trade period is now all of a sudden fucking spicy as hell again. It's big. Big time. I have faith in Brisbane because they fought pretty hard and got two first rounders for Dane Beams. So they're not going to just cop it. And they have the whip <laughs> in the hand too because he's got two years left on his deal. Yeah. It, he could stay and we could all be fine again. Yeah. If he does leave, whoa, look out. <laughs> also, I can guarantee you this. The first three years of his deal would have been heavily front-loaded, which means the two left that we have with him – He's on significantly less money. So that that's cheeky as well. Dane Beams did that. We paid him a shitload of money. And then when we were supposed to benefit from the deal at the back end of it when it's cheaper, he was gone. Do you think Collingwood benefited from him trading there, though, for the two first-round draft picks? <sighs> nope. They did yeah. not. No. <laughs> so, that's what uh... you get. Hey, if you, dabble in, if you dabble in the TC world, sometimes you get set on fire. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll see how it plays uh, out. Yeah. I don't want to... Uh, if he stays, good boy. Honor your contract, my friend. Sean, can I pitch you a, a crazy scenario? Go on, Oh, Jesus Christ. So Neil goes to Freo. There's picks involved, but I don't know what the picks are. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Neil goes to Freo. Chera goes to Carlton. Sam Walsh, Brisbane. It might be Sam Walsh, but there's you know you could get a potential Lockie to Frio, Chera to Hawthorne, Tom Mitchell to Brisbane type situation possibly. Jesus uh, Christ! Chera's management have said he's not going to Hawthorne. Interesting. Well, that go, there goes that. Brisbane have options. If Neil does go, they can have a crack at Parker. They can have a crack at Tom Mitchell, who maybe Hawthorne might want to move on. You never know. I don't know, man. Or you just back what you've got already. Zach Bailey's going to be a star. He'll take a step up next year. Cameron oh. will come back. Who knows, Sean. man? We'll cross I've the got, bridge when we get to it. I've got one more great positive for you from the Brisbane game. Oh, your finals campaign, yeah, yeah. Kadeen Coleman. Ah, oh, he's a star, mate. I love him across halfback because he can take marks and he's quick and he's, his pressure's great. He's a great player. He kind of – he was just floating in that forward line. 
he was sort of in and out of the team, and they found a spot for him now. And it's fucking great because we Sean, needed speed. Yep, I got a new, a good idea actually, a new tactic, and maybe yep. something you could take into trade period. Sure. What happens if you offer a first round draft pick for an assistant coach? Who do I want? Uh, well, he's currently the assistant coach of uh, Port Adelaide. <laughs> I talked to my brother about this last week. About I, I, I hate that there's this culture where Michael Voss and Justin Leppage will never work at Brisbane again because they can't because they were there and they got sacked and there's just like that weirdness. Our industry doesn't do it. I wish yeah. there was. I wish that Fagan could call them up and get both of them. Fossey is the That's midfield coach. Lepper is yeah. the backline coach. But our industry just you would never do it. And it yeah. kind of sucks. It really does suck. It yeah, be it's, good. it's strange, like, um, just in the sense that, like, even though it's the same football club, at this point in time, it's a different board. Like, it's not the same. Yeah. No one's there that still was there, except yeah. for maybe Daniel Rich. Yeah. Everybody else has been turned over. And yeah. Leicester. Yeah. And time <laughs> has healed. Yeah. Sorry, I did forget about Ryan. Ryan? <laughs> Ryan and Leicester. Oh, would Zorko have been there under Vossi? Um. Yeah, look, he would have. Yeah, maybe there's a few, but yeah. still, I just also want to defend Joe Danaher really quickly because he's just copying it from a lot of media. Yeah, for not standing up in the finals and all of that. And what I want to say is that Joey missed three years of footy. Basically, came yeah. back this year. I think he kicked about forty-five goals. Mm-hmm. He played a few different roles for us. Um, Hipwood went down, so the pressure went up. McStay went down, the pressure went up again. He was playing against Alex Keith, and if you look at Alex Keith's numbers. He's only conceded one, maybe two goals at most to key forwards for the last like two months. Like he's a fucking yeah. great defender. <laughs> yeah. Joe was never going to kick the bag that the media wanted him to kick, right? It was always going to have to be Charlie or Link McCarthy or Bailey. Yeah. You know, like it just kind of shits me a bit. They had shit on Joe. He did his job. He tried to bring the ball to ground. The Bulldogs knew that we didn't have any targets down there. So half the time you saw him, he was like triple teamed. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? You're like, Hey, uh, Joey did what he could, and I think he'll be bigger next year because he'll be fitter again. He'll have another preseason, and he'll have support back. So I'm happy with him. I think it's been Sean, a good, good recruit. The other thing too that people are forgetting is people are like, "Oh, you lost, and Joe didn't fire a shot." Um, he set up that goal to Fullerton that equalised the game. Yeah, he did like, a few little things. Yeah, he that kick he could have blazed away and missed that, but he went, yeah. "No, I'm going to have the wherewithal to bend my ginormous body around and hit Fullerton lace out." Yeah. Also, I saw a stat where we kicked to Charlie Cameron 15 times and we kicked to Joe Danaher six times. So it was clearly yeah. a strategy. Or maybe yeah. in-game they adjusted and went, look, Joe's got two or three guys on him. So what are we going to do? So these, <laughs> these things happen. You can't do anything about it. No. Also, yeah, I mean, it sucks that we haven't won more finals. We're one and five, <laughs> I think, with Fagan. Yeah. And everyone keeps going on about that. Brisbane can't win finals, blah, blah, blah. We've lost two of them by three points and one point. Yeah. We we beat Richmond last year. Like, I don't know, man. I don't think it's a mental thing. I just think, yeah. like, for most of the year, the Dogs are not a fifth-placed team. No, they, I was about to say that. <laughs> before they got a bit wobbly in the last three games, they were, like, dead set certainty to finish first. They've been in the top two the entire year. They really yeah. are a top two team when yeah. they're up and running. And they, they yeah. It's a good battle. Brisbane didn't roll over. They had a crack and I don't know, you can't always win, man. Fuck. Leave Chris Fagan alone. Well, no, but this, sure, this is the same thing. We're like every, like Geelong won on Friday. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's pointless because we're going to lose to, like, they're, 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 they wrote Geelong off in the post game. You're right. Yep. In 2019, Brisbane lost to Richmond 
who yep. won the grand final. Yep. And the following week to the Giants, who made the grand final. Yep. Last year, we beat Richmond, the Premiers, and then we lost in the prelim to the grand finalist, Geelong. Yep. You know what I mean? This year, we've lost to Melbourne, who are the favourites for the flag. Yep. And we've lost to the Dogs, who have been a top two team all year. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. Sometimes yep. you play finals against very good fucking teams. It's, it's, and it's you come close, of- and you don't get through. But Richmond made the finals three years in a row, then missed the finals, and then have won three of the last four premierships. So it's not the end of the road. Yeah. No. Brisbane is still, like... Parts of that team are young and developing, so it's not the end of the fucking road at all. Yeah, it's it's just this weird thing where I was reading an article saying that we're not unlike the NBA, which sort of do celebrate it when you make a playoff, and that's a big deal. Even if you don't win the championship, you've made a playoff. That's huge. We kind of go, you know, people look at Chris Scott's record and go, oh, you know, he's made these prelim. He's put his team in a position to make or win a grand final x amount of years. But because he's only won one, oh, he's a shit coach. It's like, well, yeah. ha- how many other coaches have done that? None. Geelong, Geelong were, were good when Hawthorne had their fucking reign. We were good when Richmond had their reign. Like, we've yeah. been around for ages. Tom, your coach has been so good that you have you've forgotten what it feels like to be sad. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I know what it's like to be sad. You and do. Unfortunately, yeah. I think you're going to get a reminder this weekend. So let's look at the results this weekend. Uh, let's look at next weekend. Sorry, or this weekend. I had a good segue there and I fucked it up, but that's okay. Oh, it was you a did. mean segue. That's, that's what you get. That's yeah, what you yeah. get for being mean. Yeah. <laughs> the preliminary finals this weekend. So Friday night, Melbourne take on Geelong. Tom, you're taking Geelong. I'll say this. I'll, I'll put my case forward, and then you can make your decisions. Okay. We are one of the few teams Melbourne. this year Melbourne. to kick eight goals <laughs> on the best defensive team. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, Tom, you know how we occasionally go after the media for like just pointing out things that don't really matter? Kicking eight goals in the second quarter against Melbourne probably won't matter now, because... Melbourne, you don't have... It's not like you have the mind game on Melbourne. It's not like you came from behind, kicked eight goals in a row, and then got close to winning or won. Melbourne are like, yeah, they kicked eight goals on us. Then we won. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I think we'll go in... I, it's going to sound dumb. I think we have less to lose than the Ds into this prelim. If we get... If, oh, you're, if you're Geelong... No, no, no. Tom, if we I honestly... Lose, if we if lose a prelim to Melbourne... Who's going to be like, oh, that's, ah, oh, look, they've got, they beat, they lost to the number one team all year, the premiership favorite. Yeah, Tom, you've been the premiership favorite for most of the season. I think that if you don't make a grand final this year, that will be seen as a colossal failure. I especially, don't think so. Especially with the Jeremy Cameron situation. If you hadn't, if, if Jezza wasn't in the side, it would be no big deal. But because of Nodding what you've my done, head vigorously. Yeah. Does it change because done. we lose Tom Stewart, though? No. No. All right, I still think we're going to win. I'm tipping Geelong. Thanks, Sean. I I think Melbourne might get a bit wobbly. I think the pressure might cook their brains. Yeah. Well, the problem with Melbourne, and we'll get to it because the next game, I think, uh, also we'll have this problem, which is like the teams that have had the week off, I feel like are probably thinking a little bit too ahead of themselves at the moment. Possibly. Um, especially Melbourne. Port, less so, but just because like people are talking about, like, oh, Melbourne, this is the first time this has happened since the 60s, long time since the flag, et cetera, et cetera. 
I think Melbourne should win. Yeah. I just should clarify, Thomas. Sorry. But I believe Geelong definitely can win. Yeah. Yeah. I- and, if, and if Melbourne are slightly ahead of themselves or get a bit wobbly or Tom is right in one sense, like this is Melbourne's flag to lose. Yes. The pressure is on Geelong to win. But people right now aren't probably expecting them to win. No. The pressure like is said, all on Melbourne. And that does funny things. And that's mm. that's Geelong's chance to win. Yeah. I yeah. think that in a situation, if it gets tight or if, like, yeah, Melbourne seem like they're under pressure, Geelong are way less likely to get, like, wobbly under pressure. Because they've been, or the whole fucking team's been there a hundred times. Yeah, Grian Myers, they're interviewing after the game. He's played, like, three years at the club. He's played in, like, eight finals. Yeah. That's crazy. Tom, you'll either beat them narrowly or they'll smoke you by 50 points. Yeah. I have... My theory is that this weekend, this is going to be one of the worst prelim final rounds we've seen in a long time because I think both teams that had the week off are going to win by 30-plus points. It's possible that Brisbane versus Bulldogs was the last good game of the year. Yep. Or who's your tip of the grand final then, Sean? As in to make it or to win? To win. Oh, uh, I think it... I th- could be Melbourne v Port. I probably would back. Me- now nah, look, that should be a good game. Yeah, that one. I think it's just going to be the prelims, which is weird because prelims are usually the week where everything fucking lids off. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. Fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, uh, tipping Mel- Port to beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I yeah, also me too. Port. Me too. Can't believe Arazio is going to fucking make a grand final. Huge. Can't believe Ken Hinckley's going to get sick on grand final morning, and Michael Voss is going to be a premiership coach. Oh. <laughs> well, he can imagine. Unbelievable. If he's if that scenario happens, or if he's just the second in command. If he's second in command, I'm not sure. I think that the AFL will only give one to Kent, and then I think in the past clubs will do their own sort of thing. Like Hawthorne yeah. tried to bring in the the ring thing where they all got a ring. <laughs> Shut very the fuck American up, sports. Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, Clarko was wearing it. Sam Mitchell would wear it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, huge. Yeah, but I think, unfortunately for Western Bulldogs, they just there's going to be nothing in the tank, and they've got no players. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's the one thing I think we Geelong have over the dogs is that the dogs had to play until literally the last second, whereas we got seven goals up and were able to slow the game down, put a few players on the bench. Um, well, you've got a, a couple of injury concerns now too. Hey, um, well, we've got Parfit obviously is done. Yeah. So, Stewart's still on. Stewart's still done. Although, still, if we win and make a grand final, he is pushing to come back for grand final day, which is insane. Huge, huge. Tui, Tui back and Blitzarv's playing at fullback helps the yeah. the the, um, the Stewart absence heaps. It's funny. I remember Tui probably two years ago being right on the fringe of that team, and now he's so important. Oh. He's, 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 yeah, considering the amount of, it, it just means that we free, freeze up other players so that Duncan can play further forward. Smith can play on the wing. Yep. I think Narkle probably comes in for, for Parfit, plays on the ball. I don't think Sean Higgins plays again and neither does Dalhouse. I think there'll be one change to the team. Ever. Narkle for Parfit. Yep. Tom, Sean Higgins' contract, how long is it? I think it might be a two-year one, but I don't think it's worth a lot. Pay him out. Yeah, they might. They um, Stephen Jack Stephen was a three-year deal, a two-year deal, I think, too. Probably on less money, I imagine. 
Um, yeah, oh, it's, actually, hard to say. It's, it's so weird because Higgins played well in for North last year. They just weren't very good. Yeah. And you thought, oh, he could probably come in and do all right. But he's just I don't, he's lost that kick. And I don't yeah. know when it happened, but just in the last yeah. six months, yeah. he's not hitting the scoreboard and he's not fast enough to play through the middle. Like Max so Holmes. Maybe, maybe he needs a big preseason. Maybe. Oh. Uh, look, I don't think he'll play again just because this sounds really ridiculous. Holmes made a couple of mistakes, but he's, he laid nine tackles and he's yeah. so quick. And he's 18 and he's excited. Get him in. Very good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. Tom, we usually do emails now, but to be honest, none of them are going to be matching the vibe of today's episode. Because there's some, I'll name a few names, uh, emails from Jess and Anarchy. Uh, that have gone way too hard in the anger department. Doesn't match mm. the tone. Yeah. Uh, we've then got Tennille. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Jared. Jared uh, also has gone maybe the hardest of all um, in uh, light of recent Brisbane rumours. Raging against Lockie or... Yeah. Like- Fair enough. I've I've developed a bit of a list management strategy Yep. with friend of the show, Kados the Weapon. <laughs> Who's got his? He's in the VFL, so he's got eyes all over talent. Yeah. And um, if this Lockie Neal thing goes south, I'll have a plan to deliver to Fagan. <laughs> <laughs> we might save that. For, we'll save that for a future app. Well, we're gonna have a buy in a set, like in a, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and also to Sean, uh, who has emailed in, uh, let us know that uh, due to a little wager between friends. Uh, he is now sporting a three-day hangover after being at the game, uh, the Geelong GWS game. He's a Geelong oh, man. Got excited, yep. got too excited, and is <laughs> on Monday is still paying the price. Ooh. I'm assuming it was a golf, a beer, skull of beer every time Tomahawk kicks a goal. Uh, so one of his friend, look, maybe I'll just read this one email because it's a loose email. It's not angry, it's not sad, and it's not about the Brisbane and Footscray game. Footscray, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, Franco Cosso. Because there was also a couple of uh, Western Bulldogs fans out there that were uh, 
stoked, obviously. Uh, but this is from Sean. Hello, footy gods. Just a quick one to let you know that I went to watch Geelong murder the Giants at, on Friday at Optus. Even though I'm a Frio fan, I didn't see that before. Hey, it's finals footy. Tom's old boys put the green missing Giants to sleep in an emphatic fashion with the game over in the third term. In other news, I drank way too much and I'm still feeling the effects today and it's Monday. Let me set the scene. I drove to the game. Oh, jeez, Sean, this is not a good start. Uh, I'm planning on being... A very, uh, I'm planning on being very good. Drink water, maybe one or two cheeky light beers. That's it. Oh, Jesus. My mate next to me, though, won $400 on Cameron booting the first major after several near misses from both teams. The big Tomahawk gets a cheeky free kick fifty meters in, uh, from 50. My mate, who now thinks he's a footy precog in Minority Report, calls post before Hawko even lines up. I state loudly... If Tomahawk hits the post, I'll get rat shit drunk and let's hit the casino. Well, Mr. Hawkins decided I needed to have a three-day hangover and hit that post. Uh, uh, five goals, one to Tomahawk. <laughs> as an- one killed you, Sean. <laughs> uh, and Sean signs off with, As an honourable man of my word, I went balls deep and spent a small fortune. The footy gods must acknowledge that and give me a fruitful year for freer next year. Anyways, keep being awesome. Regards, Sully. He's done it. Well, Sully, yeah, I mean, there was some that's, news today that... That's why it happened, Sean. It wasn't anything else. It was his honour. The footy <laughs> gods have rewarded Sean's honour. It hurts that it's come from a Sean. Yeah. Oh, Lockie Neal is like Helen of Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you Achilles or are you Hector? I don't know. I don't know, mate. Well, if you want to email the show, you can contact us at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us individually. I'm at douche13. I'm at Carney from 55. And uh, I'm at Awkward Trade. And I stole your sign off, Tom, so get fucked. Uh, I'm doing it this year. I, well, this week, this year. Oh, no, fucking hell. I'm overcommitting. Oh, no. I'm overcommitting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, you can and, do it. Yeah, no. Nah, shut up, Tom. And uh, next week, yeah, big, big results. Big. Um, I'm a little bit scared, but also excited. Good luck, Tom. Good Come luck, on, Tom. Tomahawk. Kick 11. Oof. Oh.